0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. So today, before we get into our main session, let's talk about your ideal world. If you
1: had ultimate power to create your own world. The kind of world that you dream about. What would you like to see? While we often talk about the things that we don't like around us, many of us do not take time to articulate what we like. What is it that you like? What would be your ideal world? What kind of world would you create if you had ultimate power? Share it with us on this network and we would love to let the whole world know. I try to glean a few from from postings of a few accomplished people i went to anne robinson the host of this very interesting tv show this very what do you call her sarcastic the weakest link all right she says in an ideal world i'll be able to do my shows in my pajamas so that's her preference of her, her idea of an ideal world peter singer the australian moral philosopher and the professor of bioethics at princeton university says. In an ideal world, the amount of money we spend on medical research to prevent or cure a disease will be proportional to its seriousness and the number of people who suffer from it. It couldn't be more apt at a time like this when we are battling with Ebola. Right. Dwight Schröter says, In an ideal world, I would have all ten fingers on my left hand, so my right hand could just be a fist for punching. Well, what is your ideal world? I'm going to put it out there. Just let us know, and we would be very happy. I'm, I'm going to ask my guest for tonight what what his ideal world will look like. But if you have some thoughts about what your ideal world is, just post it on Facebook, on my Facebook page, Campus f- Facebook page, or just um just put it out there on Springboard, the virtual university, and we'll let the whole world know what your ideal world will look like. I, I suspect that a very f- in, uh, few interesting thoughts. Would come out tonight If I had my own way Every African country would have a program for continuous learning And instruction I, I, I personally believe that we may be behind in technology Financial resources And several other indicators of economic well-being But uh, as for learning We have the capacity And if I had my own way Every country would have a very serious program Of extracurricular learning Information is a leveler, and that is the basis for our continued commitment to Springboard Roadshow and several other interventions, educating, continually educating our country's emerging generation. And that is something that we'll be talking about a bit more. And if you feel that you share this dream of continuously educating our country's emerging generation of leaders and executives, next week I'm going to give you one reason or one new opportunity to become a partner of the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and by extension the Nationwide Roadshow. So let's zoom in on our discussion for today, the fourth in our series called Leaders Digest. Our simple task is to bring together some of the finest leaders in this country from the corporate as well as other fields of endeavor and find out from them their life journeys, the ups, the downs, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, what keeps them driving their visions and w- how can the next generation raise leaders who are greater than they are today? Kelly Gajapo is the CEO of the Enterprise Group Limited. He's a co-founder and former CEO of the Data Bank Group. Kelly has a very interesting mix of academic skills. He holds a BSc in accounting from Brigham Young University in the U.S. He's a qualified CPA from the U.S. where he worked with KPMG, Pete Mawick, in Washington, D.C. office, and with two petroleum in a number of capacities he also is an amazing fellow from the harvard kennedy school of government where he obtained a master's in public administration among several other qualifications but kelly is my guest tonight on the virtual university kelly welcome to springboard
2: thank you very much i'm quite glad
1: to be here again it's always Thanks good to see way. you kelly mm mm-hmm very happy to be here yes so on a Sunday evening like this when people are listening across the country and by extension across the world let's start with your ideal world if you had (laughs) a wand in your hand what are the things
2: that you think about when you think of an ideal world oh boy that's a big one well maybe it's not as big I if I had a wish for the world I would wish that we would be each other's keepers that's all if before you do anything or as you're doing something you just pause for a second and consider the impact, the effect on your neighbor, your community, your country, or your world, I think we'll have a better world. Is, this, is, is it a situational
1: desire, or is something you've held all your life? Is it, is it occasioned by a particular... Are these things that are, are tied up to a particular period in your life, or is it something that you've held all along?
2: I have to say... Uh, the older I'm getting, right. the more reflective on these bigger issues I'm becoming. I I imagine that the seeds of this particular feeling were sown from childhood, but it's now much clearer to me the benefits and the the, the need for that type of uh, approach where you got to think about your neighbor, give give it a second, you know, before you do something.
1: Well. Last week in our our session on on driving sales growth, in our training session, we happened to have looked at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how at a basic level of your life, the things that concern you are very different from when you climb to the top. So if I understand you right, you're saying that with, with growth, with maturity, with responsibility, with leadership have come a new set of interests that were not necessarily there when you were starting out life at maybe KPMG or Absolutely. any other places where you yes,
2: the, uh, particularly the conviction thereof right. I mean even in, if you thought about it when you were younger or it crossed your mind that oh let me be at least considerate to this guy the value, the importance of it would not have been as, as clear to you but like you're saying the the more mature you are uh, the more reflective you become, and then you begin to actually see that, no, that is actually, should be at the core mm. of your very actions, as opposed to, you know, something that you sort of just think about for a second and move on and continue doing whatever it is that right. you want to
1: do. Right. Talking about the core of your actions, when I come back from this break, I'm going to be asking you how it feels like to run one of the biggest corporate organizations in this country and the, the realization that, a right or wrong decision has such wide implications on the stock exchange, everything. You're going to find out whether you sleep at night and then the three values that drive your life and how you came to hold them dear. But let's, for listeners out there, let's go to our scripture verse for today. And as you know, we're trying to do some, some seeking, some searching. So I'm going to give you the, the passage as usual. Just tell me. Where it can be found in the Bible Locate the source And if you are the first to post it on our Springboard Virtual University Facebook page I'm going to give you a copy of our book that I hold very dear One of of my favorites among our books It's called The More You Know The Better It Gets It's about the knowledge economy The subject I'm very passionate about, continuous learning and education. And so if you are the first to get this one, you will get a copy of the book. The more you know, the better it gets. Now, here's your Bible verse from the New King James Version. It says, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. When wisdom enters your heart... And knowledge is pleasant to your soul Discretion will preserve you And understanding will keep you Where can this be found? If you know, why don't you just post the the Bible The book, the chapter and the verse On Facebook Springboard The Virtual University And I'll be very happy to give you a copy I'll announce the winner and give you a copy of the book The more you know, the better it gets Now while you locate that verse Or those two verses Ecobank would like you to know that if you have no ATM card, it's absolutely no problem at all. You can now withdraw cash from your Airtel money or MTN mobile money wallet at any of Ecobank's over 200 ATMs without an ATM card. You don't even need to bank with Ecobank to do that. Ecobank is proud to introduce a cardless ATM facility to all MTN mobile money and Airtel mobile money use money users. It is easy, reliable, and safe, and not to forget, super convenient. To use this For more information Just call free And short code 3225 From Airtel MTN And Vodafone lines For all other networks Please call zero three zero two two one three nine 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 At normal charges Terms and conditions apply Ecobank is The Pan-African bank So tonight Is the fourth edition Of Leaders Digest Right here on Springboard Your virtual university My guest is Kelly Gadjiko CEO of the Enterprise Group we want to find out From him The the pillars that hold his life very calm very collected as a person but do you panic sometimes kelly as a ceo do
2: you panic (laughs) um i have to say no um i I really uh, how do i explain this what kind of person are you i think i'm very ordinary i think I, i try to let As many who come close to me realize that I'm not made of any particularly unique or special stuff that other people are not. I think I've been presented with a set of circumstances. I fully understand that it's not all my doing. And um, I just try to do the best I can with what I've been given. I understand also that I've been given a bit more than others. And so I, I assume, therefore, that my responsibility level is also a bit more than others. It's that simple. Y- y- the level of your modesty is
1: probably supernatural <laughs> what are the three what what would you call let's 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 start from the end and drive our way back what are the three values i i, I recall that s- several years ago i saw a stool that had three legs and it was such that if you took out any one of them the, <laughs> you would fall if you sat on it because it's a three-legged stool, and and one of the legs was broken. But the maintenance department, that was that was entrusted with the responsibility of taking out the broken furniture, had not taken it out, so it was in the office. But any time you went close to it, everybody would say, no, 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 don't, don't, th- don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> so what are those uh, three values that you say? Listen, are untouchable. If untouchable. you take out anyone,
2: Kelly's Kelly's whole framework will break down. I I will try. I will try. Um, i like to enjoy whatever i'm doing right. it's, it's very important to me to enjoy because i found out over time that the more i enjoy what i'm doing the less tired i am of doing it so i i see in the strands of hard work excellence and things like that once i'm enjoying it i'll keep going at it so i enjoy what i'm doing and i i like to be truthful uh i prefer to take my knocks up front um, even in the, some of the most difficult circumstances you know it, and i've been confronted with a few and i just prefer to take the knocks up front it makes me feel good and it doesn't make me feel like i've given up my own power to somebody else i i allow myself to take my knocks um and then for everything and particularly lately i just think it's all uh i give glory to god uh the older I've, and, and I, I i hate this word I'm, I'm beginning to slip into my sentences but the older i'm getting the clearer it is, to me at least, at, at this stage of my life, that we we really don't control as much as we think we do, and that you know there is there is a bigger, better, stronger power that really does a controlling, and we fall in place if if, if we are lucky to find what our role should be, we fall in place. If if
1: if I was. I was struggling with words and trying to distill your thoughts into one word each. What would you call the last principle you just described? The recognition that there is a God who rules. How would you what would you call it? Would you call it faith? Oh, absolute. Absolute. Right. So faith and faith in god right faith in god and yeah. talk about enjoyment yes very interesting like one to start enjoy
2: enjoying what you what do. What and do and you
1: say your definition of enjoyment includes passion excellence, excellence everything. yeah but enjoyment is the end of the day
2: yeah is, i have to enjoy what i'm doing if right. i don't then i begin to struggle i begin to find a shortcut i begin to right. find excuses uh, i don't do as well and the second one is the other one was uh, truthfulness. Truthfulness, it, uh, truthfulness uh, is not. To, uh, I'm not trying to say I'm a perfect person, and right. but I'm saying that I recognize that even in the most difficult of circumstances, uh, it's better to take your knocks up front. Right. Otherwise, you spin yourself into all manner of things, and before you know it, you've given up so much ground, which you didn't intend to.
1: If you ever found Kelly anywhere sitting on this two, the three legs of those two are faith, truthfulness and enjoyment. Please don't pull any of these legs out. If you do, <laughs> you will fall. <laughs> you will fall to the ground. It's 19 minutes past the hour of seven. My name is Albert and I'm hosting Kelly Gadjico, CEO of the Enterprise Group, as we try to distill the pillars that hold his life. There's a song that says you are the pillar that holds my life. So these are the pillars that hold Kelly's life. Let's find out how did you arrive at these pillars? Are they informed by experiences? You've explained that some of them are perspectives that you acquired with age, with experience, with the, as a friend of mine would say, the vicissitudes of life. Mm. Would you say that there were particular experiences that may have informed
2: some of these? Hmm. Let's take it one at a time and let me see if I can distill it. In terms of faith, I think it was something that, Uh, was built into me from my circumstances from childhood especially people like my mother my grandmother and you know as you go along in life and things are happening and you have trusted God for something and then it works out before long you have so many examples I mean I have so many examples of where uh, he's come through for me that I'm clear I'm clear and I feel very comfortable giving him that department Wow. It works for me. I like uh, a description. Yes, the department. Oh, it, it works for me. Once, once I put it there, I'm okay. That's right. why I was, I was, I, I, I was trying to say I don't really panic. I, I really don't because at the end of the day, there's such a much more greater force that take care of these things, anything. So yeah. So you're you're saying that, you're, that your calmness is driven by your faith? In yeah, because. You know, somebody is, is in control I'm not in control, I think I am You know, a accountant and this and that You know, we all go through that You think you're in control, but you really are not For somebody listening out there I mean, we are
1: raised to believe that we can Would you call faith in God
2: An abdication of leadership responsibility? Oh, no, not at all As a matter of fact I tend to believe very strongly that uh, Your faith should spare you, should strengthen you to do what is humanly possible, right. first and foremost. You know, you can't abdicate, especially things which fall within your purview and then hope and wait for some miracle. No, no, I, I don't work that way. I prefer to push myself as hard as I can. Do it. Do the best I can. And then when you're done or when you're doing the best you can, you get a nod, you get a, a push, you get this, you get that. For me, that's where it's all. That's that, that how it works for me. Truthfulness truthfulness, I think, came through experience over time you uh, you come to realize that yeah, let's take your knocks because you tell one lie you 're going to tell the next one to cover up the first one and really gets messy. You give up your ground what I hate about why I, I actually prefer to take my knocks up front is that. If you are not careful, you 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 actually give of substantial parts of your body, spirit, to somebody else or to a circumstance because you need to lie about it. Is that what they call compromise? You compromise yourself. Right. You know, I, you know. I, I'm not perfect, uh, but I'm just saying that I recognize the need to be as truthful as possible. It it really. it 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 gets you going you don't need to what what uh, what gives you the greatest fulfillment about enjoyment what 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 puts you in your groove as a person hmm i think when i have made a difference to a circumstance or to somebody uh, because i i must confess albert i have had a a fairly glorious life and i don't know if 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 when you add it all up and compare to others, you'll be as impressed. But for me, I'm very impressed with what God has given me, and I'm very satisfied. So three square meals and this and that, I don't, you know, never been a concern. Not because I come from extremely lofty circumstances, because I'm very grateful for my circumstances, but they were not extremely lofty. But just that I've realized over time that those have never been a concern. So uh, for me to impact circumstances to make others a bit better off gives me uh, quite a bit of joy because I somehow some it's worked out for me, others have done it, or good Lord has done it, so it's easier for me to worry about others.
1: We are something called the Springboard SMS Academy. As part of our interventions, we've grown a substantial number of interventions over 10 of them that include the roadshow, teenpreneurship, the festival of ideas, which we were very much a part of this year, and several other interventions. And one of them that is not very visible, but probably the most impactful is the Springboard SMS Academy, where people are across this country, and that's what we like about it. It's, it's, geographically, there's absolutely no limitation. All the people need is a, is a mobile phone number. And we send them information every morning, and we, it's thematic. So for this month of September, we are treating what we call the 30 sources of power, personal power. Interestingly, the the, the message for this, and I'm bringing this up, because I'm going to ask you a question that relates to next month's theme. But this morning, the theme that went out on, on the phones of subscribers was the power of forgiveness. And the message was that forgiveness does not erase the bitter past. But by choosing to forgive we exchange the painful past memories for hope in the future let me ask you your either your thoughts about the quote
2: or personal experience with forgiveness i tell you it's especially where it's most painful we i think we can all forgive casually and we can even forgive some big things but where is most painful is where it's trickiest and it's very clear to me because i'm i am actually going through processes that require forgiveness and it's very clear to me that unless you learn to forgive yourself you have burdened yourself with something that just keeps getting heavier and heavier forgiveness is and it's, it's it's necessary to, for growth
3: mm.
1: forgiveness is necessary for growth let me borrow your words interestingly interestingly and this is just for perspective I was listening to a sermon this morning in which the preacher, and that's Dr. Otabo, talked about the fact that you forgive not even for the other person's benefit, but for your own benefit. Our listeners tonight are literally business people, corporate people, leaders in various fields, or aspiring leaders. Is there any relevance of this
2: discussion to? The corporate person the leader absolutely I mean when we talk of for growth personal growth yes but personal growth always translates to your actions whether privately or in the public Um, if you can't forgive chances are you're not actually going to learn the full lesson of whatever the circumstances were and you, you need to learn even in the darkest moments you need to learn something from the circumstances in order to either prevent or to help others or in, in in fact for yourself to grow to move away from from doing this making the same mistake or something like that so if 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 you carry the burden of pain and of sort of oh boy this guy you, you're really you're slowing yourself down right. i think everyone can apply this principle and right? it's not just a corporate principle it's it's a principle that says it happened I looked at it I reviewed it I saw uh, where I had gone wrong I saw where he or she had gone wrong um, I learned my lessons and indeed I even tried to reach out because mm-hmm. part of the forgiveness requires that the other person uh, also be comfortable that indeed you've moved past that point right yeah. the reason
1: I brought this sms academy app the real reason is because next month we are doing one of our most audacious projects 31 secrets of the world's top ceos for the month of october and we are just distilling these thoughts from ceos across the world just so we can compress the 31 most common wow most common Attributes so that we can put it out from day one of October till day thirty one. I see you're drinking water before you. <laughs> <do it>. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me for that. But before you give me the answer, but it just tells you how weighty this issue is, and just to give you some perspective. Last week, I asked our guest, that was George of the CEO of um, Bond Savings and Loans, about what he thought. What George thought was the biggest lesson from his work as a CEO as well as for other people. He said he he thinks it will be bold decisions made in a timely manner. He chose that one. I I thought it was one of the top ones that we are compiling. Let me ask you, Kelly. If I gave you one slot of 31 of the top secrets, 31 top secrets of the greatest CEOs in the world,
2: what would you choose? It would come... Back to my first value, right? You have to enjoy what you're doing. Wow, for me, it's it speaks to many things, and I don't know if we all understand it the same way that I am saying it. But what I mean by that, I'm not saying be be irresponsible, and if it's alcohol, you drink two gallons because you, you enjoy. It. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about enjoying if you like, for the right reasons. For me, the right reasons are impacting people, making a difference, and this and that and the other. Uh, and therefore, it gets me out of bed. It allows me even to have perspective. It allows me to see a problem and say, Oh, okay, I see. Well, let's see how we can spin this one to get some juice out of it.
1: I, I got a Branson-like a Branson-like outlook. <laughs> and, and absolutely, I read, I read quite a bit of Branson. His title, Choices... Uh, quite <laughs> graphic but he writes well I and and his philosophy is reflected in his business. You can't take that away from him. I recall when he came to launch Virgin in Ghana, Golden Tulip. He was dancing with eight ladies on the plank co- <laughs> across the swimming pool. Halfway through the dance, he pushed them into the water. Oh, my goodness. With their full uniform and just so there could be equity, he jumped into the water himself.
2: There you go. And that's really that's a man for who is enjoying uh, what he's doing. But
1: make no mistake that those outward expressions aside you can see a certain commitment to delivering a service that reflects his outlook on life mm-hmm. so when you talk about enjoyment and the fact that it drives you from bed it makes you look out for your challenge and say yes I can relate to it and I, and I, I like the way, the way you see everyone should interpret it their own way but for you that is it yeah it, it, it has passion in it it has excellence it. Has in excellent it. hard work we are trying to distill the various thoughts of the various CEOs, they're trying to find a common thread that would appear throughout the three-month period. and plot them on graphs and publish them in the newspapers wow, just for fun just That's the fun fantastic. of knowing okay so if you want to become like these people that we have hosted and we have a lineup of some fantastic leaders coming through all the way from now to the end of november, november and the excitement is about the fact that each one of them tells their story very differently some of the values are running through like a thread but you can see that there was no rehearsal. Mm. But is just amazing and mm. then there are some very interesting diversions also that I bring for variety so Kevin, let's talk about what are the things you can't stand
3: <laughs> uh,
2: this was not one of the questions i i uh, before i came here okay this one gets i think that for me uh not giving due regard for others contribution is is extremely unfair it tends to demoralize uh, and it, it 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 speaks of a certain level of disrespect for somebody's contribution so i in a group setting i tend to be a bit hard on people who don't recognize a contribution of others i i i i i think that Everybody has something to contribute, uh, and it's only a matter of judgment that makes you think your contribution is better than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. Indeed, some of the best contributions uh, have come from, you know, down below, except that depending on who is in the, you know, like who the leader or the chair of the meeting is, if you're not careful, they pick it and maybe explain it a bit better and run with it and they sound smart but really when you think about it the guy in the corner over there quietly and humbly made that contribution but no one really grabbed it so i i I don't like people who don't attribute I, i i think we we need to respect each other to attribute oh this one oh yeah yeah i remember when i went to springboard this is what albert said and you know attribute right give give credit where it's
1: due so share share the credit absolutely it's a, it's a fantastic Mandela quote on sharing credits but can let's talk about mentorship do you have somebody who has influenced your thinking somebody that uh, a role model a mentor somebody whose philosophy mm. really connects with you and why
2: you know I'm not one of these voracious readers like yourself and so anytime I'm in your company or the company of my my dear friend Ken who's also a voracious reader uh, i feel a bit uh, but for me i have what i think are guides um they, they are mentors obviously but a certain group number of people different from different who have influenced me i mean people like my father People like Ken, my, my partner and my older brother. I mean, my siblings. I consider those my mentors. My, my Salute salut, salut your siblings. Absolutely. My, my my older brother, Frank, who is not in, in, in the country now, but he's, he's, he's number one. My sister, Audrey, um, Professor Kajapo at Legon. And then I have a younger sister, Cece. But these are people who are my bedrock in the sense that they tell it like it is, they share their experiences, gloves off, and I really, it, it means a lot to me in in that regard. I have some, I've been blessed with some really great uncles, absolute stand-up guys, who have influenced me. For example, my, my going into accounting was on the account of a particular uncle I had in my life, and I just looked at that guy, and the way he lived his life, and the way he was, and I'm like, I want to be like him. And then I have others who I touch base with from time to time uh, who themselves will bring themselves to have a conversation with me that helps me along so I have a bunch of guides uh, no one particular person right it is
1: 25 minutes to the hour of eight o'clock and if you just joined us my guest for tonight is Kelly Gadigusi of the enterprise group and he's shared some interesting thoughts with us if you missed any part of this interview, just go to legacyandlegacy.com.gh tomorrow and just just listen to the whole playback because some of the things he's sharing are very, very interesting food for thought. He shared among others the fact that the three pillars that drive his life are in no particular order. Enjoyment, faith, and truthfulness. And he says that if he had one contribution to make um, to our collection that we are putting together of the 31 top secrets Of the world's greatest CEOs It would be enjoy Enjoy what you do And so talking about those 31 secrets If you are not yet on the Springboard SMS Academy You may miss out on the 31 things That the world's greatest CEOs have Because we're starting this on Wednesday The 1st of October Mm -hmm. And just simply subscribe or sign up To the Academy By paying um, did I say by paying? You see, I'm used to people going to school and paying. This one, you sign up by <laughs> just texting. <laughs> by <laughs> by <laughs> simply texting to short code 1984 if you are on the MTN network or the Airtel network. If you are on Vodafone or Tigo, send the word Springboard to 1985. So the word is Springboard for each of them. If it is to MTN or to. Airtel, just send the word springboard to shortcode 1984. And then if you are a Tigo or Vodafone user, send it to 1985. You will get a response confirming that you have been signed up. And that is all that it takes. Let me tell you up front that the school fees you pay is 10 pesos a day. But comparing that with the value you will get, Kelly, spending 40 CDs a year Mm. is 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 absolutely nothing for knowledge. Knowledge you, is power. You can't and talking of which let me I'll play a song today for the, the, the all the deans and the heads of colleges of the University of Ghana. I was with you this week in our leadership session and When I entered, I was introduced as the only one in this world who matriculates people (laughs) and graduates them in one hour. (laughs) And I assured them that it was not one of the fake degrees. (laughs) So, good evening, Professor Jaffron. Good evening, Professor N.S. Good evening, Professor Kwame Ofay. And then to the entire heads of colleges of the University of Ghana, Tonight my guest is Kelly Gajiku, And we have so much to talk about And we'll see how we can distill a few more thoughts I'm going to be joined along the line also By one or two other business executives To share their perspectives On what Kelly is sharing with us tonight But earlier on I gave you a Bible verse And the winner is Enoch ano, Enoch Enoch Anne. Writing on Facebook You were able to get the first one in And so you get to win The The book, the more you know, the better it gets. Let me give you one reason why one more developmental program that you must prepare for in this month of August. As you know, Legacy and Legacy is the preferred choice for world-class corporate training. And for all establishments out there, this is one you should look out for. One of our flagship training programs And this is public speaking and corporate presentation targeted at CEOs, targeted at top sales leaders, targeted at senior management, and also targeted at public officials and pastors. The public speaking and corporate presentation model designed by Legacy and Legacy provides proven strategies and direct coaching for leaders on how to become effective at public speaking and, very importantly, making sales and corporate presentations at the board level. Training topics are 10 building credibility before you even step out, stage presence, content development, how to put your material together, planning and preparation, including rehearsals, using supporting tools like PowerPoint and visual aids, self confidence and mental mastery, managing your audience, how to get people to smell with you, laugh with you, and cry with you, sales and corporate presentation tips. Controlling your space, some people step up on stage and you are like, how do they do it? And then finally, practical sessions on the side. Sometimes we isolate individuals on the side in the adjoining rooms and give them extra coaching just so that they can lift their game based on what we observe. On the side coaching alongside the main course. The dates are Wednesday 28th and Thursday 29th of October. You have a month, but the earlier you sign up, the better. The time is 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. each day. Take two days off your 365 days to sharpen yourself and your career will never be the same again. The venue is the Knowledge Center East Legon behind the Grand Menswick Hotel on the road to Natsford University. The rate is 9.50 Ghana CDs per person, but inclusive, and that includes your own personal collection of audio and books on public speaking as well as other conference material, other training materials, lunch, snacks, and everything. Um, the number to call, please note this down, even if you don't plan to attend. The number to call, 544 0544-315164. 0-544-315-164 three one five one six four the other number you can call 24-hour hotlines zero two four four three five nine three nine three zero two four four three five nine three nine three right and so that's for the public speaking program i'm going to ask kelly in a minute how critical that is for business leaders but i asked you earlier on what your ideal world will be and smg Salasi writing on facebook says a world where we all become the change we seek and come to the realization that our greatest limitation isn't the leader above us but the spirit within us right um steven nana assuring junior writing on facebook says my ideal world is the one that doesn't have to be a politician before he can sell his ideas to fellow countrymen a world in which you and i matter regardless of our language barrier or color um patricio abuakum says in my ideal world i will turn Ghanaians into disciplined people hey patricio all right. Terry Mantis is, in my ideal world, I would like to sit in my room or office churning out personal development and inspirational books and articles to challenge and equip people to live with a sense of meaning and significance. Terry, why can't you live those dreams? Do enjoy it, like Kelly said. Right. So, Kelly, how important, in your opinion, is public speaking and corporate presentation skills?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times people are either scared to go out and speak in public all think that they actually it's either they're scared or they think they have the skills but it is a whole skill set deliberately learned and applied and i i learned this in school i was going to ask you whether it was part of the Mason course absolutely the habit, a, a and Kennedy it was school? and it was one of the fantastic courses i took right uh, i still am a work in progress right because uh, it, it does also take a lot of practice to get it to to really get up To to, to scratch. But, I mean, once you start understanding the building blocks, you begin to even see where you were making mistakes. Mm. It's a science. It should not be taken for granted. Uh, People have the skill of oratory, that's fine, but you can sharpen even that one and and make it more... learnable. Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. So I want
1: to bring on a couple of business leaders to give me their perspectives on some of the issues that you've shared. Let me start with Yao Osuatree, who's a human capital practitioner and a leader of ICGC East Ligon, Yahweh Temple. Um, Yao, good evening.
3: Good evening, Reverend Okan, and thanks for having me on the program.
1: It's a blessing to always um, touch base with you. I'm trying to distill your thoughts on some of the interesting issues Kelly has shared tonight. Let me start with the one that I think is the pivotal um, point is made tonight. For me, the, the standout point is about enjoy what you do. What do you think about that,
3: Yao? enjoying what you do yes you need to have passion in whatever you do as a person once you have passion you go all out to give your best to the people that you are serving
1: so would you say that the the price of leadership is easier to pay when you enjoy what you do
3: i think so i think so
1: let me ask you then about your perspectives on the value of truthfulness Interestingly, I don't want to share the results of our findings so far, but truthfulness and integrity have kept surfacing throughout the series. This is number four, and in all four, um, I must say that it has been the central pivot. What would you think of integrity as a value for leadership?
3: Okay. Without integrity, you would lose trust. People would lose trust in you. If I am a leader and I say one thing, and I do the other thing. The people following me are going to ask questions. Yao was saying this but doing that. Why should I trust Yao? You would lose you would lose, you know, trust. People will lose trust in you. And therefore you lose your integrity. Right.
1: Um, so Yao, if I if I put you on the spot, the same question I asked Kelly that you drank water and that the drinking <laughs> of water is not to say that. <laughs> but just to tell you how weighty the issue is in our compilation we are putting together what what our leaders think are the thirty one top things that the world's best CEOs do. Let me find out from you, Yao, what would make it what would you think should make it into that short list of thirty one?
3: I would talk about ethics. Right. So as a leader must have ethical values. For me ethics are a set of principles that emanate from one's personal convictions. And if a leader's ethics is born out out of spiritual convictions, they are unchanging, even in the midst of difficulties or challenges. If they are not, it is very possible that a leader's ethics may shift and change with the influence of culture, personal convenience or personal interests.
1: Wow. You make some very fantastic points, and that that last point you make is a, a wonderful takeaway for us. We want to say thank you too, so much for joining us, Yao, on this show, and we hope to have you another time on the virtual university. Enjoy the evening, sir.
3: Thank you very much, and speak right. to you later.
1: Right, okay. God bless you very much. Right, okay. so those were the thoughts of Yao, actually, sharing with us his perspectives on. On, on the issues Kelly has shared. And the last point you made, Kelly, was quite um, insightful that your ethical framework must be based on a conviction, an unshakable belief. And it's even better when that conviction is undergirded by spiritual, um, spiritual, um, for lack of a better word, it has spiritual roots. Because when that happens, it's not easily... Changed by culture and circumstances let me let me put a direct question to you. Do you find sometimes that on on the on the journey of leadership, the things you hold dear, the things you believe you have to believe in them alone because there 's so much pressure from external forces for you to compromise on them
2: <laughs> yeah you always you, you, you will run into those challenges you will if if you're in a leadership position, but um I find that Some of these core beliefs actually don't change. I think that for me, they they tend to deepen, maybe. They tend to crystallize. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, okay, so this is why I've been holding. You understand yourself more. You understand what it is you're doing more. They don't tend to change. You see, the thing about uh, values and ethics is that if they really are that malleable, if they change that much, you can imagine if it feels like changing the goalpost. So somebody met you 10 years ago, and you professed with some degree of passion. It does happen. In the
1: public space, it does happen. Somebody says, I don't believe in this. And then the next time, they are fully, fully um, aligned and actively yeah. participating. You know, when
2: you change principles, then you better have a very good... I can understand changing tactics, because are, there are many tactics to get to the same goal. So I can understand changing tactics. But when you're looking at values and principles Those are supposed to be very ingrained, ingrained. Right. So uh, not that it can't change But boy be very careful So ha- what causes
1: them to be ingrained That's the point that y'all is making That it must be very strong you, you must have a
2: conviction
1: yes. Preferably a spiritual conviction the When it's
2: make... founded in spirituality mm. Ask for that one is stronger Because right. then, then you have all manner of resources To strengthen it even when yourself you are in doubt you can go to the the good reference book and find uh, strength and solace in that you see so when it's grounded in spirituality i think ultimately is the strongest and indeed i'm sure we can all agree that the the one of the most uh, important takeaways from all of spirituality is these our moral values and ethics and so on and so forth? And, and indeed, in many many religions, uh, they tend to be similar. Surprisingly, in many religions, you you hear of uh, Muslims professing things that Christians profess as their values, their true values. Now, how they practice it may be different, but ultimately, when you distill it, they are talking about similar values. So, for me, values and principles are not things that really ought to be changing. What is your greatest fear as a leader? Oh, my greatest fear is, is is probably not being as impactful or making the difference that i I know I could make. What is the place of
1: profit in all this? you've not mentioned profit once this whole evening. What is the place of profit can you Can you live the life you described and still pursue the the
2: supposedly foundational absolutely indeed, as for financial rewards, they are almost like an outcome if you 've got these building blocks properly situated, mm. the financial rewards come out now the quantity of it and so on and so forth well that depends on the circumstance and the business you're in but to to do something profitably means to do it well and get your bits in the right parts and one of the 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 key things I will continue to say is um, is enjoying what you do when you enjoy what you do you are going to put a lot of effort in it you're going to put passion you're going to be even convincing if you're a salesperson and you believe in the product you're selling the person you are trying to sell to uh, the way you talk to the person (laughs) you buy two instead of one (laughs) And, and and so on and so forth for me enjoying what you're doing is almost like half the job done the rest of course O- equally important because you have to get the technical aspect correct you know and you and there are certain practices you've got to get you have to be on the right side of the law and you have to be on the right side of regulation and so on and so forth but enjoying what you do gives you a head start
1: six minutes to the hour of eight o'clock this is springboard your virtual university my colleague amos has the sole responsibility the sole judgment commissioner. <laughs> Amos' job on this show is to collate, um, in in conjunction with the registrar, uh, the top ten thoughts that all of our guests share on this show. So let me give you some of the, in case you want to write a book out of the show, Kelly, these are some of the thoughts that you've shared. Alright, so number one, in my ideal world, we'll be each other's keeper. You said that to start with, that if you had an ideal world, we should be more considerate of other people when we make decisions. The second thing you said is that you believe in making a contribution and impacting others, and that you should be more, take more responsibility because you have been given more than people generally have been. The third thing you said is that your three core values are enjoyment, truthfulness, and faith in God. The fourth point you shared, we call them our Ten Commandments, enjoying what you do provides perspective and gives you the strength to get out of bed and to pursue excellence in what you do. The fifth thing you said is that being truthful and taking your knocks, that what you call taking your knocks up front, ensures that you don't abdicate responsibility. The sixth point you made is that faith in God is accepting the truth that there are things that are beyond your sphere of influence. The seventh commandment of Kelly is that <laughs> it is important to forgive others because it is, forgiveness is necessary for growth. That was another stand point you made. The eighth point is that give credit to others where it is due, and that arose out of the question that you said you did not anticipate about what really really acts you i said it in a bit uh, more stronger words but what you can't stand giving credit to others where it is due you said is very important the ninth thing to is was that it is important to learn from others around you and your scope of people who influence you interestingly in your instance was dominated by family and that was quite are you a strong family person oh yeah it seems to come out from from yeah, your,
2: I've been blessed
1: that way. Uh, it's obvious. It's obvious. So your your scope of people who influence you, you describe them as influencers, mentors, and so on. Included your, your 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 father. You talked about your uncles. You talked about your your siblings. So obviously within the family, you found quite a number of the people that um, mentor you. And then you talked about leaders having core and unshakable foundations. The bonus commandment, number 11, is that the greatest fear of Kelly Gadjipu is the fear of not making an impact in life. And if I may add the 12th one, profit (laughs) or financial reward is almost automatically guaranteed when your framework is correct. Kelly, let me give you the chance to wrap it up, or your response to your 12th (laughs) commandments.
2: I can't I can't believe you, you do a a fantastic job, yeah, I mean, wow, you've distilled a lot in this very short time. You should probably do a book from this You you are incredible, you're incredible. Can I just, by way of making sure that my thing about truthfulness starts actually with being true to yourself. Right. It's not as much, of course it's two parts, it's truthfulness to others, but the most important thing that I find is truthfulness to oneself. And I believe that if you get that right, then you can move on to being truthful to others or even if you don't want to be truthful to others at least you know you're lying so that also itself holds you accountable you see but if you're not true to yourself if you can't hold the mirror to yourself there's a problem because even when you are going wrong you may not be able to help yourself you can't see it so for me when i say truthfulness i'm usually referring to truthfulness to my own self Mm. yes obviously
1: commandment number 13 buy a mirror and look, at, <laughs> and look into it regularly. <laughs> Let me close on Second Corinthians three eighteen that says, "We all, with open face, beholding us in a mirror." the glory of god are transformed into that same image from glory to glory by the spirit of god my name is reverend albert okra and my guest for tonight has been kelly gajeku ceo of the enterprise group and i must say i've had a fantastic time kelly, we should do this again I we should do it, this I again it. <laughs> yes if you missed out this interview just go on to our our website legacy and just enjoy it anytime from tomorrow morning and for those who are asking about the public speaking and corporate presentation training for CEOs, senior executives, um, senior sales executives, managers, and pastors and public officials, it is the Wednesday the 28th and Thursday the 29th of October, 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. each day. The rate is 9.50 Ghana cities, all inclusive, and the numbers to call 0544315164. And 0244359393. Next week, we we'll bring you another interesting, inspirational edition of Leaders Digest right here on Springboard, your virtual university. But till then, on behalf of the boss, Comfort, Matthew, Amos, and Ishira Okran, I say God bless you, God bless you, and
0: God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone.